you think about it. You may as well have stopped preaching by this point. And if you listen to this, you justify it completely. But what he's about to say is very important. Pass out the tape and show it to us. God bless you. Acts chapter number 20. Acts chapter number 20, verse number 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter among you, not sparing the flock. And also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch. You may be seated. I won't preach this morning if the Lord will help me on watching over the flock. I ought to tell you, I guess, for a while I've been wanting sheep. And I told the Lord one day I wanted some sheep to watch. And so a man one day came to me and said, I heard you want some sheep. And you, I found some if you want them. And I said, I do. He said, now I want to tell you they're wild. He said, they're hard to pin up and they've been let loose for years. And I said, I'll take them. It sounds exactly like what I want. He said, if we can catch them, we'll bring them to you. And so a couple of weeks went by and he said, We've got them sheep. I said, I'm ready. And he called me the next day and said, they're running loose again. We'll get back with you. So he called me a few days later and said, I've got them. Put them all in the barn for you. And I said, wonderful. Went up there to the barn the next morning. And they was all out. And so I called him and said, did you put them in the barn? He said, we did. I said, They're all out. He said, they're all yours. And so I've been just watching them now. Been trying to get them to like me. Been trying to get them to listen to me. I've been now since, I guess since October meeting, I've been feeding these sheep every day. I've been talking to them. I hope some of y'all don't think I'm crazy, but every once in a while I've been quoting them a little Bible. I, I go out there and sing to them, and I can't sing, but I do it anyways. And I've been taking them a sweet feed. I've been packing them water. I've been buying hay and laying it out there for them. And most of them still hardly won't have anything to do with me. But I want to tell you this. I've got some of them now eaten from my hand. I've got some of them now, just about every one of them, when I walk to the field now and say, Hey, sheep, they'll pop their head up 
and come running to the barn. They know it's feeding time. They know now enough that when I call for them that I've got something that's good. I've got something that I want to give them. And so they'll come running. But I want to talk to you just a few minutes this morning about what I've seen while I've watched the sheep. Now this Bible here told us what I read to you. He said, therefore take heed unto yourselves and to all the flock which the Holy Ghost has made the overseer. I want to help you maybe a few minutes this morning, some of you men of God. If you're going to watch the sheep, you're going to have to take the first part of the verse where he said, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. I had them sheep for a little while, and I thought I knew something about taking care of animals. thought I knew something about watching over them, but it wasn't long after I got them that they started dying out and started falling over. And so I realized that maybe I just don't know anything about sheep. So I got a hold of this verse right here and I realized that before we can ever do anything for the sheep, we're going to have to look at ourselves first and we're going to have to find out that we need to know what they need before we get down there. Now I won't say this, I don't think I have any business really saying much to the men of God. Y'all, every one of you are so far ahead of me but it'd be good for us again before we go to the house of God to look at ourselves real good and examine who we are and where we're at I don't tell you I think most of the time I hear all the time about how they are lazy about how they come to the house of God tired about how when they show up it doesn't seem like they care anything about really feeding but I don't tell you what I feel found out when I go out to the barn and I have nothing to feed them they don't stay around much but if I go out there and take a bucket of feed and shake it a little bit and they hear it out in the backfield, they know there's something there it'd be good for us every once in a while to come to the house of God with something to give them and something they know is going to feed them and satisfy them I don't know about you all but I think and if we'd get a bucket full and we'd examine ourselves and we'd go somewhere and get a hold of God that when they come to the house of God they'd realize there's something for them I'm tired of going to church on Wednesday night already beat up I'm tired I won't tell you the truth I told the Lord again this week whether they come to church tired or not I won't come bringing them something Lord let me go down somewhere and scoop something from heaven that they'll know I got a hold of you. I found out if I've got something, them sheep seem to take it. I found out, you know what I found out? Really tell you the truth, I'm be ahead of myself a little bit, but I found out it doesn't matter whether I take sweet feet or take it a bucket of minerals. When I take something, they'll get to eating on it. I don't tell you, they about realize that if I'm bringing it, it must be something for them. I say, we need to take heed unto ourselves 
It'd be good. Let me say one more thing right there. It'd be good if we as the men of God would realize how important that Sunday morning and Sunday night really is. If we'd realize how important that we come with something on Wednesday night. I'm a bit awful guilty in days gone by thinking I'll give them a Bible lesson and a few words and send them on the way home. But I won't tell you I realize more all the time that they've had a rough time since Sunday night and the workplace is beat on them and they've heard every vile and disgusting thing in the world and the bosses have complained about them leaving early for Wednesday night anyways. They deserve better than a Bible lesson. They deserve better than a few songs. They deserve something from heaven. They need something that'll get them back to Sunday morning and encourage them and let them know that there's somebody still cares. There's somebody still loves them. There's somebody still thinking about them. I say we're awful guilty of not examining, taking heed to ourselves. They need it. They need us. Not really me, but they need God on Wednesday night as much as they do on Sunday morning. I went to, I went to that preacher's church about a year, I guess about a year and a half ago, maybe about a year ago, and we went, my youngins went up there and spent the week at High Pastures, and we just had Bible lessons and ran around that mountain, and we went to Brother Ken's on Wednesday night, and we got down in there, and on Wednesday night, I was expecting a lot of Wednesday nights like we have, and a lot of Wednesday nights like what I am, and we got to church that night, and Brother Ken, they come in there, and Brother Ken got up, and he said, let's sing, go to church and they got to singing got to worshiping God and got to bragging on him brother Ken was a clapping while they was a singing and the Lord reached down my heart and said that's how you ought to do Wednesday night right there just like it's Sunday morning I don't tell you it'd be good if we as the men of God would come in and clap a little bit more and shout a little bit more I want to tell you really the truth most of the time only time we ever want to say anything when it's our turn to preach but what's wrong with testing sometimes what's wrong about just thanking God for saving you and glad that you're in the family of God I say men of God we want our youngins and want our church members to testify we ought to do more of it we ought to get somewhere while the Sunday school hour is just getting started and just thank God for saving us and letting us be in the house of God I don't tell you they testify more if we testify more we get to taking things serious again. I'll tell you what, be honest with you this morning. We don't need as big a house what we're living in. When I first got saved, all the men of God seemed poor. All of them drove the worst cars. All of them living in the worst houses. But every one of them got up and seemed like they'd been somewhere with God. Every one of them depended on the next meal. Every one of them depended on somebody to fill their gas tank. And God dripping off them. We've got to the day where we think we ought to have the best house and the best car and we come to church with nothing on our heart for God. I told the Lord, I guess when I let Brother Ken's let me get rid of a whole lot of stuff in this world that I might be able to do a work for you. And I'll be honest with you, it's taken me some time to get rid of some of the things that I've accomplished or that I've gathered. And it's harder, it seemed like, to get rid of it than it was to get it. We ought to get rid of it, though. I don't tell you what. I got to searching everything I could know. 
about my little flock over there. I got to wanting them to the Lord and somebody to teach me everything I can. I've been about wore out the vet around here. Asking him questions, asking him what to do, asking him how I should. I, I found out I, I had a little lamb born not too long after I got them sheep and it died. I just love these two little lambs that were born and both of them died about two days apart. And the Lord and I went to ask the vet, I said, What's wrong with them? What I do wrong? How I why couldn't I have done better? And he talked to me about some things and we, we went on and finally he said this right here. He said, You've had them lambs in the barn and you've had them pinned up and he said I'm just going to be honest with you he said you probably didn't have the barn clean enough and they got down and rooted in some stuff and ingested it and it killed them I don't tell you what I got to thinking about that and I got to thinking about all them little youngins sitting right there and the ones that come to my church and I said Lord let me go back there and clean out the barn I don't want them to eat anything I don't want them to touch anything I don't want them to taste anything that's going to do them any harm. And I said, let me clean the church out the best I can. I'll say it'd be good for us just to go ahead and clean it up a little bit. It'd be good for us to go down yonder and sweep it out and say, I don't want them just one little thing, one little parasite that'll kill them. I'll tell you the truth. We're in a day we don't think about them little things hurting anything. We don't think about them little things bothering anybody. But I'll tell you, when I was a lost 16-year-old boy, there's some things I didn't talk about in mixed company that's talked about in the house of God now we ought to go back and clean it up I don't tell you what my mom and daddy never took me to church but they told me what I should say and what I shouldn't say in front of people and taught me what was wrong and we're down at the house of God now and letting anything go on it'd be good for us to clean it up and clean it out every once in a while. I won't tell you the truth. I'd be ashamed, and I am ashamed, when people come into my church carrying their phone and they got all that Facebook junk on it. I won't preach it out all I can. I've told people here lately, don't tell me what folks are doing on Facebook. I don't care. I don't want to know. I know it's wicked. I know it's bad. Don't tell me about Snapchat or Instagram. Every bit of it's wicked. I won't tell you, mamas and daddies, you ought to get in your youngins fold every once in a while and look behind them apps that they've got hidden. I learned the other day, just not very long ago, that our youngins are downloading apps that look like a calculator on the screen and behind them's all kinds of wicked, vile stuff. We all clean it all out. I'm glad... I'm glad that I've had some preachers in my day clean it out. I'm glad I sit under a man of God when I was young that didn't care about what I thought, just preached me the truth. I'm glad that he didn't hold back, that he let her go. It didn't matter if he knew I was doing or not doing it. He just hit it. We're living in a day we're worried about upsetting people. We're living in a day we think we're going to hurt their feelings. We're living in a day we say we're going to offend them. But I won't tell you that's all I've heard since I got saved is that if we do this, they'll get offended and leave. If we say them things, they'll get upset. I won't tell you they're already leaving. While we're pacifying them, they're going out the door. I say, why don't we just go ahead and preach and see if that doesn't work. All my life since I've been saved, I've heard we're going to upset folks. We're going to upset them. But I don't tell you what they need. What they need is some good things from God. That vet told me, he said, it's possible 
that you fed them too much of a good thing and killed them. And I said, oh. I said, what do I feed them? He said, give them the mineral. He said, put it out there. He said, they'll sniff around it and they'll act like they don't want it. But they'll come back enough and their body will tell them that that's what you need right there. And he said, a lot of that sweet feet's good. He said, but that minerals is what gets, I don't tell you what, preaching on the blessings of God is good. And God providing for us is good. But I don't tell you what they need is that preaching on sin and getting it out of their life. And getting some things settled in them about what's right and true. Just feed them. The word of God. Just keep putting it out there. I don't tell you what. I've watched some sheep now hit that mineral and they'll flip their head up and down and sometimes they'll shake it and then they'll get to licking on it and go right back and try it again. Them times that I give them that sweet stuff and give them that mixed feed, they eat it all up and it doesn't seem like it's anything but there's something about that mineral that gets them just to shaking their head and moving their lips and shaking it up and down saying yes, yes. I don't tell you what. I'm glad for that times when they come get in here in the mineral bucket and get down here on the altar and they come up and say oh yes that's it I don't tell you we have some shouting services every once in a while and we have some good days of testifying but they'll go by pretty quick but that that gets deep in there that's what works on the bones that's what helps the coat we'll get the job done that vet told me to watch their eyes he said all the sheep you want to know how they're doing look in their eye he said pull the lid down look on the inside of the color and I got to thinking about that and I thought that's exactly right I won't tell you what there's sometimes on Sunday morning I can look in their eyes and tell them that they're bad nutrition I can tell that they're getting pretty sick I can tell that they're looking in the wrong direction I can tell that they've been seeing all the wrong things during the week I can tell I can just about tell when the song leader now calls the first song on Sunday morning where some of them's at just by looking at their eyes I don't tell you what mama and daddies it'd be awful good if we'd start paying attention to where our youngins are looking and what they're looking at I won't tell you when they've got their attention more on boys and girls who are in trouble when they got their attention more on and it's a shame that they know more about Hollywood and about who's dancing and who's singing on them shows than they do about what the word of God says when you hear them spend more time talking about what she wore and the latest fashion than they do on what God did for them there's something wrong I don't tell you I'll be honest with you, there's a distant look in some youngins, but it's not just in the youngins, it's in mamas and daddies too. Somebody told me the other day, and I think they told me right, they said the biggest characteristic that's passed on from one sheep to another is personality traits. And I said, that's exactly right. I've seen that. I won't tell you, I've seen mamas that shout and have girls that shout. I've seen daddies run the aisle, have boys run the aisle. And then I've seen those that come in the house of God and sit down, cross their arms, and you cannot budge them, and that's exactly what their youngins do. I'll say to you this morning, if you want a girl that'll shout, shout for her. If you want a boy that'll testify, testify in front of them and let it pass down to them. It'd be awful good if we would. 
them sheep. Now this Bible tells us to watch over the flock. Them sheep I noticed when I got them, they was all limping. Every one of them on one foot or another was limping and their walk was all wrong. You could tell that they was just in bad shape. And so I studied it and they call it hoof rot. And so I want to know how do you fix hoof rot? And once it gets there, it's bad. It's hard to really ever get out of it. And I want to tell you, it stinks really bad. You pick up a hoof of a lamb that's had the hoof rot, where they've got in the wrong places and things deteriorated on that, and it absolutely stinks. But the only way really to really get rid of it is cut it back. And I found out, so I want to know how far to cut it. You know, I didn't want to hurt them, but I wanted to fix them. And they said, keep cutting and keep trimming until you get down to where you get to the flesh and get into the pink of it and they said if you cut a little deep and they bleed a little bit it's not going to hurt them it's going to help them I won't tell you what that helped me because there's some Sunday mornings when I leave here I feel pretty bad there's some Sunday mornings when I get in the car I cry on the way home and say they don't like me anymore and they don't care about me anymore and they all left mad but I won't tell you I had one not long ago a little bitty old lamb he's a limping he's barely making it on that one leg and I caught him up and pulled that little hoof apart and there's some dirt stuck in there and I scraped it out and scraped all the dirt off the bottom of him and set him out in the field and the next day he's jumping around prancing and dancing I don't tell you what didn't hurt him it really helped him I don't tell you what it won't hurt you when the man of God comes and trims on you it won't hurt if he really gets down in the quick every once in a while it'll help you walk straight I just assume him cut all all the junk out of me that he can you see all they're really cutting out is that that's rotten all they're really cutting out is that that stinks all they're really I'll tell you something when your preacher comes down on Sunday morning and gets down on your row and in your family and calls out everything you've done wrong during the week he's not trying to hurt you he's trying to keep you from stinking <laughs> Thank God for some preachers that'll still preach on right. Thank God for the men of God that's walked through here this week and haven't spared our little bitty old feelings and our little bitty old thoughts but got down there and begin to cut on us and clean us up that we may walk right. There's nothing better to see one walking right after they've limped around, after they've been in bad shape. And they're now walking right. Now I want to say this. I guess I really aim to tell you this in the beginning. Come across my mind. It's very important that you keep the gate closed to the pen. A few days ago, a little while back, somehow in just, just the day to day in and out, the gate got left open. The latch wasn't on. And I got a call. Someone said, your sheep are out. I said, the little ones? And I got a call and I said, all of them. All of them are out. You left the gate open. And so I jumped in my truck and headed down the road here. And I pulled up on the shoulder. Now, 
I keep my sheep, I can almost see them from here. And I keep my sheep right there, and I come down that road, and traffic was backed up both sides, 10 or 12 cars long. And I saw all of a sudden there's somebody out there doing this number and somebody out there doing it. And there was people all over, and they was chasing these sheep. And I thought, oh, no, every one of them's going to get run over. And there's a crowd of people looking at them, and they was all out of place out there, up the road, down the road, in the ditch, down through the briars. And I jumped out of the truck and threw it in park and left it in the middle of the road and run down over the hill and I said it's alright, calm down but I don't tell you they was eat up briars sticking out of them they was scared to death and we got them all corralled up and we was headed back towards the barn with them and a girl from across the road said that I heard her say oh look at that little lamb, oh how precious that little thing is oh how beautiful that is and there's something in me said not your lamb. There's something in me said, I know you and I know how you are and there's no way I'm going to let you touch her. But I don't tell you, I got back in there and shut the gate and I felt like the Holy Ghost said, that's what happens when you leave the gate open. The world will see them. There'll be some people start desiring after them. He said there'll be someone's looking on some, I don't tell you what, mamas and daddies close the gate. Keep them out of some places. Keep them where they do not belong. There's some girl looking at your boy to ruin him and some girl looking at your boy to destroy him and some boy after your daughter. I don't tell you what, I'll be honest with you. I think we got some of the prettiest girls the world knows and I don't want them looking on them. I don't want them taking them down there to destroy them. I'm going to keep the gate closed. I don't tell you what, let them say we're too narrow-minded. Let them say we ought to let them go out and experience the world. Let them say we ought to let them go run. Don't let them run. Keep the gate closed. You open the gate. I don't tell you what, that was... Several days ago, I looked at them yesterday and one was feeding and I reached up and pulled another briar out of them. I don't tell you what, very few minutes in the world will get all kinds of stuff on them that it's awful hard to get off of. Very, I don't tell you what, I got to thinking about that and there's some people there that really cared and really wanted to help me handle them and get them back in there. But I got over yonder and looked at them all how scared they were and how bothered they were and I realized as good as their intentions were the shepherd ought to be the one that holds on to them. The shepherd ought to be the one that cares for them. I'll tell you what, you let them go out there in this world and there'll be some people handle them that should never handle them. Keep the gate closed. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you what, in the last little bit, I've had folks say, you're going too far. I had someone say not too long ago, you cannot no longer talk to him unless he doesn't say something about the Bible. They said that you can't have a conversation with him unless he doesn't try to make a reference to where the Bible is. I'll tell you what, I went 18 years not knowing him. I went 18 years living a life that was wicked and undone. But one blessed morning over on the hillside, church down in Jonesville God birthed me in this family and he changed what I was and who I was and everything now is wrapped up in that book right there it's all my hope I don't tell you what it's all I know to go by I'll say it's alright keep the gate closed and keep them in this book there's some things they do not need to see in the world 
There's some things they don't have to experience. Just keep the gate closed. You know what I found out? It'll keep a lot of things in and a lot of things out if we'll close it. I don't tell you what, I closed it this time and latched her good and tight. I said, I don't want them to ever be out there again. I don't want them to ever be that scared again. I don't want to ever be that troubled again. I don't want them to get something in there that thinks they like it out there. That's right, they're my sheep. I love them. Now I'll tell you what, there's a whole lot that I've been noticing about these sheep. I was the other day, I guess, I don't know how long ago it was now, I was working in my shop and my wife wonders why I'm taking longer to get home or sometimes I just stand there and look at them. I don't tell you what, I showed, I showed Brother Roger a picture of one of them last night and he went, ugh. But I look at him and say, he's getting closer to being my friend. He's, he's a big old woolly beast. He's got horns on him and he's not very pretty to look on. But the other day, He's just about tore up everything in the barn. He's knocked down every gate. But the other day they was in there feeding. And I had feed and it was out in the bucket. And he looked over there and got real close. And nudged that and backed up. And I said, Pappy, you're looking better all the time. <laughs> and I was watching them. And I noticed out in the field they was at a spot that I don't see them go to. And so I looked over there at that, at that fence and I thought, why are they huddled in that side? It's up on the side of the hill. I thought, why are they huddled like that? And so I went on working a few minutes. I went back over there and they was all still right there. And so that made me go out there and see what was going on. I want to tell you, it'd be real good for you to notice when they're huddling up. Yes, it'd be real good for you to see what's going on. I want to tell you what, the preacher can know some things and it's all right for him to watch and it's all right for him to... There's lots of times I find out they don't want to tell me they're afraid it's going to upset me. But I, I was looking and the more I looked and the more I watched, I said, one of them little lambs is on the wrong side of the fence. And so I went back there and there was all that group of huddled there. And that little lamb was on this side and they was on this side. And they was talking to him. You can believe me if you want to, but they was talking to him. And they were saying something. I don't know. I don't know how they was exactly talking, but I know they was talking to one another. And so I thought, how did he get over there? So I walked the fence alone and I found out something had kind of dug in under there and he apparently went under that. And so I said, I'll go get him. And so I climbed over that fence and I started walking after that little lamb. And the more I walked, the farther he ran away. And the more I chased him, the farther he ran away. And the more, and I finally said, I don't want you to go that way. I want you to know the road's up there and there's coyotes out here and all the safety's on the other side. He just kept running. And so I said, I don't know what to do. I'm going back in the gate. And I walked in that gate and the mama, the mama realized he's getting farther away. And she come running. Now she doesn't like to have much to do with me, but she come running right by me going, bah, bah. and I don't tell you, I've heard her a long time talk to her babies, but this time the cry was different. Amen. This time what she, and I declared in my heart, she was going, no, no, no. Don't go that way. Don't go outside the 
my heart was crying. She's a running around that field and running back and forth there, and she wouldn't stop for nothing, just crying out. And it sounded like she said, Come back here, come back here. I'll say to you, it'd be good for some of us when they start drifting to start crying again. About all we say, they'll know better, they'll find out. What's wrong with saying? Please don't go over there. What's wrong with saying don't watch that stuff? What's wrong with saying stay in the church? I'll say what's wrong with saying keep listening to the old time gospel music? What's wrong with saying keep hearing the preacher preach? What's wrong with saying stay out of some of that mess? That mama absolutely broke my heart. She did. There's something in me that was so hurting. I didn't want that lamb to get hurt. But her crying made a difference in what I was thinking about. Y'all get that, don't you? Her, her moaning, her hurt, her saying, that's my baby. I want to tell you what, the whole flock was watching and standing around that gate. And they was all bad, but not like this mama was. I'm wondering, I'm wondering why more mamas aren't on the altar. Why they aren't crying louder. Why we don't hear them over some of the singing. Why do we don't hear them staying a little bit longer. Why we don't hear them. I won't tell you two or three minutes of praying around the altar on Sunday morning. It's probably not going to get the cry done. It's going to take an egg. And I, I won't tell you what, all of a sudden she let out one good loud one and that little lamb went and hit it back. Now it couldn't find its way in right there. And so I, I was wondering what to do. And I felt like the Lord said, go put some feed where he left. So I grabbed that bucket and I ran down there. And it'd be good for us to sometimes run in desperation. And I dumped it right there where that little lamb went out. And all of them sheep went right there. And that little lamb come up over one hill, down the little valley, up on the next hill. And when it seen where they were and seen that feed, it slid right back in under that gate. And I declare, it looked like everybody in the flock touched it. <laughs> Just rubbed all over it. And that mama crawled it up in there and said, nurse. And that little baby went to nursing. And it looked like that whole flock was absolutely having a time out there. I guess they was because I was. I was saying it got back in. It's back underneath the gate. There's no harm tonight. There's no hurt tonight. I won't tell you they rejoice and I rejoice. It'd be good when youngins come back. Instead of us saying that's good that you come back, start shouting the victory again. They'll come back to the house of God and we'll treat them like they're a foreigner instead of shouting the praise of God. I know they may be covered in burrs. I know they may be limping, but I say let us rejoice over the fact. <coughs> I went and got a fence post, found that spot, and drove it in there. 
And then I wrapped wire around it and tied it up. And I said, every time that land comes by, I want him to know that's the danger spot. Every time it comes by, I said, I want him to know that that's not where you want to be pulled to. I want to tell you what, every once in a while on Sunday morning, every once in a while on Sunday night, I want to nail some posts around and let our youngins know that's not where you need to go. That's not where you ought to be. That's not what the direction you ought to go to. I want to tell you what, I found. I got to think the other day that's the same lamb that when his firstborn got across that gate and a man from my church called and said there's a lamb out and he went to check on it hadn't been out but about an hour and there's a coyote already sitting there watching it waiting for the distress call and so that little lamb's been out twice and so I've been watching him now I think he's about four months old and he's got a whole different walk and everything else he walks with a hump in his back and a crook in his leg and I won't tell you this the more times you slide out and slide in, the harder it's going to be for you to ever walk straight. There's going to be some things that just happen to you going outside there. You listen to me, youngins, this morning. You keep going out there looking at the world. When you come back in, it's going to be harder for you to walk. I don't tell you what. I'm about tired of every boy that's 19 already disqualified to preach, already disqualified to be a deacon. I want to tell them to stay away from the world. I want to keep them around so God can work in their life. Nail some fence posts every once in a while. Tie it up and keep them out of the world. It will have an effect. I wish every one of you could see this little lamb. It's altogether different. And I'm worried about it, to tell you the truth. I'm worried about it. It walks three legs, got a limp. It's only got one good leg. It just keeps going outside there, testing it. Going outside. Every one of you preachers know, some of you mom and daddies understand that going out there, testing it going out there testing and you can see it on them when they come back in you can see how they how they act I'll tell you this I'd rather have what I got I think now I've been thinking about some new sheep I've been thinking about that and I guess you think that sometimes too but I've having I'm having lambs I've been having them for a while and every one of them look just like their dad Every one of them do. They're all spotted up, really, just like he is, brown and white. And so the more I look at them, I say, they're having lambs. They look like their daddy. They got some of the characteristics of their mama. I think this is pretty good right here. I hope y'all are getting that. I, I want them to fit in. I want them to be. I want every one of my youngins to be Baptist old time loving this altar praying shouting singing I want every one of them to be just like that you see we can make them look too good we can feed them and plump them up and they can know what the Bible says and they can come in a tie all the time and walk proper and carry the Bible but it won't do some good I know a man, he, he's, got, he's got some ewes, and he wanted to make them show ewes. Want to take them to the fair. And I think that's all right. I have no problem with that. There's times, he see, he took them up there to that fair to show them. Show them. And I, I hope you all don't get mad. There's sometimes when we have new people come in, I want them to hear our youngins sing. I do. We work with them, we, and I like to hear them sing. And I want people to hear them sing. But I want to tell you what, 
I don't want them to get looking too good. I don't want them to get them too high minded. This fella got them sheep all plumped up. He washed them, cleaned them. They was white, every hair trimmed, nothing out of place. Took them to the fair, and they won champion and reserve grand champion. They're worth something. Everybody looked on and said, good. Ribbons hanging around their necks. But both of them ewes this year couldn't have a lamb. Too fat, too plumped up, too puffed up. Kept them from having babies. I want to tell you what, I'm seeing a whole lot of that. Too plumped up, too propered up. I'm not talking about how we come in church dress, all that's good. But we'll get to thinking and getting them youngins thinking way before they get under conviction how good they are and how wonderful they are. And they're the best singer that you ever heard. And they can quote more scripture than anybody else. That won't let them have babies. That feller said, I've took them and put them up and got them separated out. And I can't feed them some things. They're going to have to decrease before they'll ever have a young. It'd be good for us to get to there, wouldn't it? You know, on this altar, weeping again, begging God. I was in a church, I think it was in January. My nieces were going to have a piano recital. And I walked in. It's a big church here in town, millions of dollars. I walked in that church and looked around and said, Boy, I wish this was our church. You have. Every one you have. I said, Man, I could see my choir up there on that stage. And I'd like to call folks in, let them preach up there, and let the power of God come in. I mean, it was big cathedral ceilings and big wood beams down through there. And they had all the plants just right and a pretty vestibule when you walked in. But when I was sitting in there and they was playing the piano, something got settled in my heart and said, Do you know there's no babies being born in here? Do you know there's no old Holy Ghost touching here? Do you know there's no drawing of the spirit in here do you know there's nobody preaching on sin in here and before I got out of there I said that place looks like a dump let me have new freedom let me take my little despised bunch of this world doesn't care about it every once in a while there's a baby being born every once in a while they're co- I won't tell you let me have that than anything they got I'd rather take it the place looked real good when I got back here on Sunday Looks far better than what they had. I'm not, I'm not upset with them having it. But I say, let me have the lambs. Let me have the lambs. They may not look like much to this world, but when they get to crying out, when they get to dancing around in my field, when they get to eating from my trough, when they get to crying out from mamas around where I'm at, and I see them underneath mama nursing, and mama seems happy, and they seem happy, and I come by every once in a while, they're laid out there, and everybody seems content and happy about where they're at. I say, let me have that than anything the world's got to offer I've been, I've been thinking about the day when one gets lost out there. It's going to happen probably. I was, I was really worried about it when they was out not too long ago and left the gate open. Every one of them got in the, in the fields and one of them crossed the road and ran down through a house and squeezed in between another fence and jumped over another fence. And I thought, boy, that's a pretty good way away. And I got to thinking... About them 90 and 9. I got to thinking 
about them being over in the fold and this one lost out there. And it got in my mind that that was one of them, no doubt, one of them 99's youngin' that was out there. Or best friend. Or companion. And so I was thinking about that. And I, I don't tell you, there's sometimes I love, I love being the shepherd. This place. I'm not the shepherd, but I love being the shepherd here. But then there's sometimes I'm just one of the sheep. And there's, I was just wondering, and I hope you all don't think I've lost my mind. But I really believe in my heart they communicate with one another. I really believe that they, there's some mama sitting over there. M99 are there. The shepherd's gone. There's some mama standing off by herself. And they can see tears running out of her eyes. There's some daddy that feels beaten to feet. That said, my youngin's gone. It's hurting. I don't, I don't know where they're at. I don't know what's hurting them. I don't know what's going to attack them. And I don't know. This may be just me. I, I see someone come to that mama and get up close to her and say, don't you worry about it. And she's saying, you don't understand. I've not seen them in days now. I don't know what's got them. I don't know how bad they're hurting. But they say, don't worry. The shepherd's out there. Don't worry. He's going to get them. Say, how you know? And I hear what I'm saying. Because he got me. I hear what I'm saying. Because it's my youngin' last week. He want them to say, because it's my, my companion that was on the outside. I'll tell you what, this week I had a mom and daddy standing back here at the corner. And they don't know what they was doing in my heart. But they whispered in there and said, don't worry. God's already got my, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. When he said, don't worry. The shepherd's out there. And they say, cannot find them. Ezekiel said, he said, I, even I, will seek out and find them. I don't know. I was just thinking the other day. Can you imagine that 99 standing there longing for that shepherd to come back? Can you think about that mama that's weeped? And that mama that's cried. And that mama that's hurt so bad. And all of a sudden they hear from a distance. They hear somebody say, I'm coming. I'm coming. I've got a lamb. Can you see him walk through the door of the shepherd and say, I rescued it out of the pit. I picked it up out of the miry clay. I got it before the wolf got it. The beasts were almost there, but we're coming home now. Rejoice with me. I don't know about you all, but there's a daddy here this morning. Got a longing for the shepherd to come. Got a longing to see him bring him back on the shoulder and lay him down at the altar. Oh, mamas and daddies. Keep looking for the shepherd to come. I don't 
I don't know where my boys are at this morning. They've decided, this. I ain't going to talk about this any, but they decided that this wasn't the way for them. They decided that this wasn't the route for them. But I want to tell you, that little mama when her baby's on the other side of the fence never went over there. As bad as she's hurting, she never crossed it. As bad as it hurt her, she never left where the shepherd was. As bad as it bothered her heart, she said, I'm staying right here. This is where I'm fed. This is where I'm taken care of. This is that one that's singing to me. This is that one that's feeding me. I want to tell you, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying with my shepherd. I'm staying there longing for the day that he carries them in. Oh, mamas, keep crying out. There'll be something about when you cry that gets in the heart of the shepherd that'll make him want to go get them. Caring for the sheep. Oh, for the day that he carries them in. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to shout the victory. I'm going to claim he's the best shepherd that I know. Watching the sheep. Brother Mitch. 